This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Evan Erickson. Alaska State Troopers have confirmed that the body of a man recovered by search and rescue crews between Akichuk and Quithuk is 59-year-old Roy Michael Jr., who was reported missing on February 19th. According to the Akiachuk Police Department, Michael Jr. left the village on foot sometime on the morning of February 19th, following a snow machine trail toward Kweethluk, roughly seven miles away. According to a trooper dispatch, Akiachuk residents reported seeing Michael Jr. walking toward a cabin in the area sometime on the afternoon of February 20th. Search and rescue crews from Akiachuk and Kweethluk located Michael Jr.'s body in an open field between Akiachuk and Kweethluk at 11.30 a.m. on February 21st, according to troopers. Michael Jr.'s body has been sent to the state medical examiner's office for autopsy. His next of kin have been notified. A well-respected Yupik elder from the Kuskokwim River village of Akiak has a new seat on FEMA's National Advisory Council. Mike Williams Sr. is chief of the Yupid Nation, what he calls a consortium of federally recognized tribes. Williams Sr. was named to the 29-member council in December. My elders um, at uh, Yupid Nation uh, or in our area told me that uh, uh, the uh, climate change impacts is going to be um, hitting us down the road and we have to get prepared for it. FEMA's National Advisory Council works with the agency's administrator on disasters, how to prepare for them, respond and manage them, and on aspects of recovery and mitigation. Williams is one of three tribal members on the council. Williams applied for the seat last year, spurred by impacts from Typhoon Murbach in 2022. He says people living in western Alaska who lost fish camps to the storm should have received assistance from FEMA to rebuild them. Many have not been replaced. William says he believes food security is not receiving enough attention at the federal level. Looking at the Yukon with no fishing for the last four years, uh, it's a disaster. Of course, our fisheries on the Kuskokwim River is the same. So I think um, uh, the issue of uh, food security and our subsistence way of life, I'm going to bring that uh, knowledge to uh, the National Advisory Council. Beyond food security, Williams says the environmental threats from climate change that are causing severe erosion, permafrost degradation, and forcing some communities to relocate are also issues he plans to discuss at regular meetings of the council. Williams' three-year term on the FEMA National Advisory Council expires in November 2026. A diesel fuel spill at a fuel storage facility in the coastal village of Guigilinok now poses a threat to the Guigilinok River, which feeds into the Kuskokwim Bay, according to the U.S. Coast Guard. Bernie Nowicki oversees spill responses for Western Alaska with the Department of Environmental Conservation, which is also responding to the spill. The leading edge is probably 150 feet from the water. I can tell you there are concerns that the spill is not cleaned up while the ground is still frozen. During the spring melt, the product will mobilize and could run off into the waterway. The diesel fuel spill happened sometime overnight between February 7th and February 8th when a storage tank overflowed while being filled by a pump. Responders have raised the estimate of the amount of fuel spilled to more than 8,800 gallons. Nowicki says analysis of the spill and cleanup efforts have been hampered by the more than two feet of snow that have fallen in the village since Valentine's Day, 
as well as the lack of heavy equipment in Guigalanoc. The five-member recovery team, they're going the extra mile so far with collecting approximately 1,400 gallons of fuel oil in some extreme weather conditions out there. It's all manual labor using hand tools for digging down in the snow and in ice cream, a collection pocket for scooping out the fuel oil. He says spill responders have been using absorbent material, small mechanical pumps, hand pumps, and a walk-behind skid steer for most of the cleanup that's happened so far. Additional mechanical is being mobilized from Anchorage to Bethel staging area. They had three follow-on cargo flights for delivery to the community. As of February 20th, operations brief, only one cargo mission was completed, and a lot of that's due to uh, the flying weather on that. I believe there's still two more out there waiting to get out to the village with additional materials on board. Nowicki also says they're looking to try to transport a mini excavator and other equipment from the nearby village of Kongaganuk. At this point, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service don't believe there's a pressing threat to wildlife or marine life from the spill. Nowicki says the spill cleanup could extend into early spring, but that the timeline isn't set. Alaska Congresswoman Mary Peltola ranks second-highest in staff turnover for the U.S. House of Representatives. That's according to a subscription data service called Legistorm. They calculate her turnover rate is nearly four times the House average. It's a ranking her political adversaries are highlighting. The right-wing blog Must Read Alaska wrote about Peltola's turnover rate in November, suggesting that it's a sign of a toxic work environment. Ben Peterson of the National Republican Congressional Committee says voters should pay attention to turnover. It could be indicative of uh, dysfunction in the office. But Peltola's chief of staff, Anton McParland, says the staff turnover is a reflection of how she came into office. She won a 2022 special election to serve the remaining three and a half months of the late Don Young's term. McParland says that they had to hire quickly, with no certainty that Peltola's tenure would continue in 2023. We made the intentional choice to retain a good amount of Don Young staff during that transition. Many of these people um, like stepped up because they were they're devoted to Alaska and they appreciated Mary's intention on really wanting to fulfill the Don Young legacy. McParland says two former Don Young employees remain. Peltola has nine full-time staffers in her Washington, D.C. office. She also has congressional staff in Anchorage and Juneau, and she hopes to hire an employee in Fairbanks. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced earlier this month it intends to buy millions of pounds of Alaska salmon and Pollock products. As KDLG's Christina McDermott reports, the bids come as Alaska seafood processors are struggling to sell their fish, and many fishing crews are contending with extremely low prices for their catch. The U.S. Department of Agriculture will purchase nearly 2 million cases of canned salmon and 15 million pounds of pollock, according to a press release from the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute. Alaska's congressional delegation praised the salmon bids in a joint press release, saying the department's salmon purchases will account for up to $100 million. The bulk of that money will go towards purchasing pink salmon, 
with the rest going towards sockeye. In January, dozens of state lawmakers signed a joint letter to the USDA requesting it buy Alaska seafood to help stabilize the industry, citing a tight timeline with processors needing financial support to prepare for the 2024 season. Other industry groups have also called on the department to boost its support for Alaska seafood products. Major seafood processors such as Trident and OBI Seafoods have stated that they have struggled to sell their supply, citing decreased domestic demand as well as a tightening international market. Across Alaska, several processors have closed facilities. And the request comes as prices paid to fishermen crashed across several species last year. The purchases should help move products ahead of the upcoming season and this year's base price announcements. The fish purchased through the USDA will go to programs aimed at reducing hunger, including school meals and food banks. In Dillingham, I'm Christina McDermott. This is KYUK News. I'm Evan Erickson. Koyana for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for Yuktun Ganumchit coming up.